Super Talk Mississippi media production. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Jamie Creel with Shelter Insurance. Come see how we've built a name that you can trust and why it is a must to get your free quote today with our Switch and Save. Located in Ridgeland and Florida, Mississippi, give us a call, 601-992-6000. Welcome in on a Wednesday. It's the Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borky. Thank you so much for making this podcast a part of your day. It is great to be with you in spite of the weather outside. It is brutally hot, and uh, so are my Twitter mentions, apparently. Uh, Southern Miss fans do not like the fact that Ole Miss just will not play them. And so we're going to talk about that today as well as uh, AL.com polled the uh, 14 SIDs and uh, did an all-SEC team. And there was a snub on, on the Ole Miss side of things. I'll tell you what that is coming up as well. But first, I do want to remind you that uh, today as well as every day, this podcast is brought to you by LBs in Oxford. Go by and see Greg just off of University Avenue across from Kroger. Fourth of July weekend, like I said on Monday, go get your meats for Fourth of July weekend. And of course, they're doing their lunch special every weekday. So go by, get some good food, go see Greg, tell him we sent you, and get your meats ready for Fourth of July. That's LB's just off of University Avenue across from Kroger. So (laughs) I knew this was coming when I did it. I even had a, a friend of mine... Uh, send me a text and warned me about what was coming when I did it. But uh, I did it anyway. There was an announcement yesterday that uh, Ole Miss has scheduled a home-and-home with Charlotte, the uh, the 49ers, who did like a logo rebrand. Looks really good, for whatever that's worth to you. Uh, Ole Miss scheduled a home-and-home with Charlotte in 2026 and 2027. And for whatever it's worth to you, in 2026... Uh, That road trip to Charlotte is the same year that Ole Miss welcomes Southern Cal to Oxford. In 2027, they're going to have to add a road game in there somewhere because that's Charlotte's return trip, and they also have Oregon State uh, coming to Oxford that year as well. So they got to find a a road trip in there somewhere uh, for 2027. So Ole Miss scheduled Charlotte. Southern Miss fans got upset about it, and I stroked the flames a little bit. For whatever it's worth, by the way, Charlotte as a city, it, it kicks ass. Uh, Charlotte's a great city. So if you're thinking about making the road trip there to Charlotte, you can fly direct from Jackson and from Memphis uh, if you're the road trip type. Charlotte's a great city, a uh, good brewery uh, city. I mean, there's a few dozen of them, uh, a lot of them in the same area as well in Charlotte. So you can just brewery hop Really good golf in the area as well. Just a great city. A lot of stuff to do. Really good beer city. And um, really good road trip. So if that's your thing, um, I know playing Charlotte is not all that attractive, but the city itself is awesome. Uh, And also, uh, Grayson Weir brought this to my attention. I didn't even think about this at the time, but considering uh, the venue that Charlotte has on campus, it's a new stadium that they built. It's a nice stadium. It's just very small. The possibility of them playing where the Panthers do is on the table, I would imagine. Uh, especially considering there is a uh, there's a fan base in Charlotte and around the Charlotte area that uh, Ole Miss doesn't get to really see all that often. I mean, South Carolina is the closest regular opponent to them. I guess maybe Tennessee as well, but it's a it's a place with. A lot of alums and fans around the area, and I wouldn't be surprised at all if that game got moved 
to where the Panthers play to accommodate more people because you know that Charlotte's 15,000-seat stadium is not going to be able to hold the demand. So maybe they move it somewhere else. That's probably on the table, and that would make the trip even better because that's a wonderful stadium, too. They're talking about rebuilding it. They say it's outdated, and I guess maybe it is, but I've been there a handful of times. I think it's a great spot, good stadium, and a really good location. So all in all, the trip to Charlotte itself uh, would be a one that, if I were you, I would consider going on. But then I said this. Quote, why won't they play Southern Miss? It's really simple. There's no benefit. This is what I said on Twitter. If you have to play G5 road games, you do them in recruiting territories you want to get in on. Maybe they'll schedule Southern Miss for the hell of it, but they don't have a reason to. That's what I said on Twitter. And um, I learned, and I, I kind of knew this was coming. Like I said, a buddy of mine warned me about this. Uh, Southern Miss fans are extremely passionate. And so are Mississippi State fans, too, for some reason. Um, I'm sure you can figure out why. Uh, They're very passionate, especially about playing Ole Miss and the reasons why they will not. And so I kind of knew this was coming. But if you have to play group of five games, you should do so in places that you want to recruit and you have a fan base that maybe don't get to see you all that often. Ole Miss is already in Mississippi. You don't have to go play Southern Miss from a recruiting standpoint. You're already in the state. If you have to do these games, you want to do it in a place like New Orleans where you're not seen all that often. You want to do it a place like in Mobile where they've started recruiting players lately. It's a pretty significantly large Ole Miss alumni base in Mobile. Charlotte is a hotbed of recruiting talent that really doesn't get looked at in the same way other places are, but that's a really good city It doesn't have a one-team stronghold in that city either. It's not like Nashville. Nashville's a a, a Tennessee town, even though it's Vanderbilt's home city. Nashville is all Vols, man. I mean, that's what Nashville is. Georgia, or Atlanta, is, it's kind of a melting pot, but there's, it's a Georgia city. I mean, look at the, Look at Bobby Dodd when Georgia and Georgia Tech play. It's mostly red. I mean, it's a Georgia city. Charlotte doesn't really have a home team in its city. New Orleans, by and large, is an LSU city. And I know Ole Miss wants to go down there and get players because there's only so many LSU can sign and it produces talent like crazy. Memphis is... People may try to claim it's a Tennessee town. No, it's not. It's it's an opportunity to go get kids in Memphis. Charlotte's the same way to me. You got Clemson nearby and, and Clemson gets anybody they want, but they recruit nationally. North Carolina's doing well under Mac Brown. and I mean, NC State's been pretty stable under Dave Doran. But Charlotte, the city, is not anybody's city. You don't feel like there's a big one-college presence in Charlotte the way you do in New Orleans or Atlanta or Nashville, for example, for regional uh, purposes. So there's a chance that a, a school like Ole Miss can come in and maybe get a, a handful of guys that they wouldn't otherwise. And so they feel like they could go play a game there. And like I said, there's a pretty strong uh, Ole Miss fan base there. And sidebar, by the way, because I've seen a lot of people uh, wonder why Ole Miss is playing home-and-homes with group of five teams. And I, I understand why you're questioning that. The answer that we've been given is it's simply a cost and expense measure. So when you see a guy like Dan Wolken. <laughs> 
Um, question on Twitter, why Ole Miss is playing at Charlotte. It's pretty remarkable that somebody like him that constantly tweets about coronavirus doesn't quite understand the financial implications that have come with it. On top of that, if you cover college football, you know that these buy games are getting more and more and more expensive. And so instead of even doing a two-for-one or just paying Charlotte $2 million to come to Oxford one time, a program like Ole Miss, who is kind of in a financial bind because of the Matt Luke era, Uh, Just simply, we're not bringing in as much money because nobody cared to go to the games while he was the coach. On top of coronavirus, on top of NCAA sanctions, and then the uncertainty moving forward about what college football is going to be as far as revenue generating, and the the apparent decrease across the board in sports of people actually going to games in person, all of those factors combined means that a a program like Ole Miss... has to do what they can to save as much money as possible. Alabama doesn't have to worry about crap like that, but for Ole Miss, they're scheduling these games with Tulane and with South Alabama and Charlotte as a cost or a money-saving measure. That's why they're doing it, because instead of paying Charlotte $2 million to come to Ole Miss, their trip now to Oxford is going to be far less expensive for them. So they're trying to mitigate the cost of some of these buy games by doing home-and-homes, and they're strategically picking locations where there's an alumni base and a recruiting base that they want to tap into. There's no benefit to playing Southern Miss for Ole Miss. Now, as a media person that works in this state, I would love to see Ole Miss and Southern Miss play against each other. And that's what gets lost on people. That's, and when you get into it with, with fans of any school, uh, there's a lot of irrational argument and irrational anger that comes with it. It's not a slight against Southern Miss. Not at all. There's just no reason for Ole Miss to play a Division I school in their own state. I would love to see it. Again, I would love to see that game. It would be a really good, easy content week uh, for me if Ole Miss was playing Southern Miss. But looking at it from an Ole Miss perspective, it's not a slight against Southern Miss. And they take it that way, and they took it that way yesterday. It's not a slight. It's just if you have to play these kind of games, you should do so in a way that can benefit you long-term. And Southern Miss's geography is a very good reason to not play this game. You're already in Mississippi. And they've clearly decided that the uh, the traveling party cost between going to Charlotte and going to Mobile and going to New Orleans is negligible between going to Hattiesburg. And to be honest... Southern Miss is not going to bring enough fans to Oxford to make some kind of sweeping financial impact. I mean, look, they'll they'll bring more than Charlotte will, without a doubt. But it, there are some people that think that Southern Miss would bring like 15,000 people to Oxford. And if that's the case, then why don't they bring 15,000 people to their own freaking stadium for home conference games? You know what I mean? It, maybe their, their game will have a few thousand more fans than that of South Alabama. But that is not near enough to offset the other benefits that come with playing these games elsewhere. 
on top of the fact that you shouldn't help your own competition. And yes, I'm very well aware that Ole Miss is in the SEC and Southern Miss is in Conference USA and they rarely, if ever, compete for the same recruits. However, they technically are on the same level. They are both FBS schools and I'm old enough to remember a time when Southern Miss put billboards all over the state bragging about how their ranking was better than Mississippi State and Ole Miss's. So they are technically competition. And so to me, the few thousand more fans they would bring to Oxford over Tulane do not offset the other benefits that come with playing in New Orleans. Because there's a recruiting bed there. And I had somebody on Twitter tell me, well, there's no difference between playing in Hattiesburg and playing in New Orleans. And I just, you're just being irrational. I mean, come on. If that was the case, then, then why doesn't Mississippi State and Ole Miss play in Jackson anymore? I mean, it's basically the same thing. It's only two hours away, right? <sighs> so anyway, you don't help your own competition. Let somebody else do that. Let Alabama help Southern Miss. You don't do that. Because Southern Miss, like I said, is technically your competition. The levels are very different. But you're playing for the same championship, technically. And the keep the money in state argument, to me, only applies when you're talking about Jackson State. Valley. Alcorn. That's where you keep the money in state. For people that never compete for the same recruits that you do. For, for programs that, just because of their status, not because they are Jackson State, but because they are a level below the FBS, they do need by-game help. I, I grew up going to Furman games. That was, that was my team. I have an autographed Furman football above my head right now. Uh, they need by-games. It's a, a private school. But to keep their athletic programs intact... Uh, they need to go play Tennessee, which is what they're doing this year, to keep the lights on. So those that level of a program needs these kind of buy games. Uh, let somebody else fund Southern Miss. Uh, let somebody else do that. Because the last thing you want is to help your in-state competition, even if they are perceived as lesser than you. You, you don't want to help them. There's no reason to. You, you don't gain anything by playing a game in Hattiesburg. You don't want to help somebody that's technically on your level. And you rob yourself of the opportunity of getting seen by players in recruiting hotbeds that don't really get to see you all that often. You can go in front of a New Orleans kid that wouldn't drive to Hattiesburg to go see you play Southern Miss, but they're in, I mean, Tulane's in, in their backyard. And so, you know what? Hey, man, I know you have a hard time getting up to Oxford. Well, we're going to be... We're going to be in Uptown this weekend. Come see us play. It gets you in the door in recruiting hotbeds like that. You've got a, a large fan base in New Orleans and in Mobile and in Charlotte. And you're not helping out your own competition. I would love to see them play the game. I really would. And I, 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 There are Ole Miss fans that I know that would like to see it too, especially ones around the Pine Belt that can't just hop, skip, and jump to Oxford for a weekend that it would be nice to see their team come into their backyard to play. I would love to see the game, but it, it, people get insulted when I tell them why they're not playing the game. I even went back and forth in a respectful way with uh, a reporter in the state that, that I like that does good work, but 
I, I spent the first few back and forth explaining why Ole Miss doesn't see value in the game. And finally, he came back with, Ole Miss doesn't see the value. Well, that's what I've been telling you the whole time. <laughs> they don't see a benefit. And the, like I said, the few thousand more Southern Miss fans that would come to Oxford don't offset the other things that I mentioned. They don't view that as enough to justify scheduling that game when they can do more and get more out of games elsewhere. And again, that's not a shot. It's geography more than than anything else. But, I mean, if they want to go down that road, a few years ago they hosted Kentucky in Hattiesburg to start their season. And the paid attendance was 22,000 people to host Kentucky in a season opener. You think they're bringing 10, 15,000 people to Oxford? No. Come on. And especially as the trend continues and fewer road team fans especially are are going to road games and the trend is going to keep going down where fewer and fewer people go to games in person. I don't care about the locale. If you can't put more than 20, if you can't sell more than 22,000 tickets for a season opener against an SEC team, then how does anybody expect you to bring more than half of that to Oxford to make it worth playing that game over getting in front of people in New Orleans? I just, I don't see it. Maybe I'm wrong. Saying all that, though, and we talked about it on the radio show as well, brought out some mad, mad Southern Miss fans. They don't like that. They don't like the fact that Ole Miss will not play them. It, it bothers them. Big time. So here are the most common arguments that I saw yesterday, or counter-arguments that I saw yesterday. And again, I appreciate their passion. I really do. And the... the People at Southern Miss are, are so good to us and to me. And so I hate going down this road because it, it's not a slight. It's just kind of how things work. However, I love the place. I, re- I really do. But this is just why Ole Miss won't play them. Here are the, the counter arguments that I got yesterday. Well, they need to play because it's good for the state. And I, I don't exactly know what they mean by good for the good for the state. Um, this might be a little callous, but that's okay. Keith Carter and Ole Miss Athletics, Lane Kiffin, the football program's job is not to do what's best for Mississippi. Their job is to do whatever it takes to do what's best for them. Maybe it shouldn't be that way. And maybe they don't feel that way. But the, they should do it because it's good for the state, that's very noble. And I I respect that and I appreciate that. And maybe it would be very good for the state. Nationally, nobody would give a shit. But... That's you can say the same thing about the Egg Bowl. Nationally, nobody really cares. If it wasn't on Thanksgiving, it would be an afterthought. Uh, so that's not a shot at Southern Miss. That's just kind of how it works. When two teams from the state of Mississippi play against each other, the only people that care are people in the state of Mississippi. And again, maybe it would be a good thing here, but that's not Ole Miss's responsibility. That's not Keith Carter's job. His job is not to do what's best for the state. His job is to do what's best for his athletic program Full stop. That's it. 
That's what his job is. That's what his job description is. That's what Lane Kiffin's job is. That's whatever the next coach after Lane Kiffin's job is going to be. That's what Glenn Boyce's job is to do what's best when when it comes to athletics, to do whatever it takes for them to win and generate revenue and help themselves in themselves only. It's noble to think that they should do things to help the state. But you shouldn't expect them to do anything other than things that would help them win and them only. That's how it works. So, again, probably callous. I don't really care. That's how it works. And they don't. nobody should really care either. It's a noble cause, but that's not how it is. If you want to make a state law like Louisiana and do it that way, then sure, go right ahead. But LSU's not going to Louisiana Tech anytime soon. They're not helping them out. I love this one. This is my favorite one. They're scared. (laughs) I I love that one. Um, Because that comes straight from the heart of a fan. And that's that's what pays my bills, man. That kind of passion and irrationality. Um, People will say, oh, well, Southern Miss beat them twice last time. Two times in a row. So they'll never do that again. They're scared to do that again. Yeah, because... What happened in 1984 really, really affects Keith Carter's decision-making right now. And look, maybe they'll end up playing Southern Miss for the hell of it. Maybe they will. Good on them. But them choosing not to, not because they're scared. I mean, they've got Tulane on the schedule. Tulane beat the brakes off of Southern Miss in a bowl game last year. They are scared because we beat you twice in 1984 and 1983. Um, no. That's, that's not why. Next one. But they play Memphis. Memphis is the same thing as playing Southern Miss. Well, partially true. I don't think they should play Memphis either. However, when they made that deal to play Memphis in football, they got meaningful basketball games out of it and playing Memphis in basketball is valuable. That is a return. That is something meaningful that they, as an athletic department, got out of playing that football series. Memphis will be in Oxford this year. It'll be a full arena. It'll be a, a game that will help you in NCAA tournament hopes. That, that's a big deal to play that game. So even though I don't think that series should really go on all that often, uh, you shouldn't have to play Memphis to be in Memphis, but they did get basketball games out of it. And Southern Miss can offer a, a hundred basketball games, and I don't think that would be enough. I mean, it shouldn't have been enough uh, for Ole Miss's deal with Memphis to begin with. That was something that I was also against. The next one is they leave money on on the table, and that goes back to something I was saying earlier. I mean, the the argument was well, Mississippi State had its highest attended non-conference games when they played Southern Miss. Sure, I'll, I'll, I'll believe you when you say that. If you look at Mississippi State's non-conference home scheduling, quite frankly, it's been pretty god-awful. I mean, that's almost by default. When you say that Ole Miss is leaving money on the table, you should understand that Ole Miss is not in a financial position to leave money on the, t- or leave money on the table unless there is just some other mitigating factors. And I think I've laid them out pretty well. It's You don't help somebody that's technically your competition. 
you have an opportunity to go to other places where there are recruiting capabilities and alumni elsewhere. And they clearly don't think that whatever financial difference between a two-lane home game and a Southern Miss home game are enough to offset those other reasons. And on top of that, Ole Miss's non-conference scheduling is much better in the future than that of Mississippi State's past. And Mississippi State's future schedules are a little are better, certainly, than uh, the ones they've played recently. I know they did a home and home with like BYU. Kansas State was in town last year, but that was an 11 a.m. game and uh, just a weird environment around that fan base. But by and large, if you look at Mississippi State's non-conference scheduling, Southern Miss is the most attractive game on it. Recently, anyway, at least at home lately, so that does make sense. And Southern Miss would be more attractive, at least in part, than that of Tulane. I'm not arguing against that. I'm saying the potential gains there are not near enough to justify ignoring all of the other factors. And on top of that, in the future schedule, Ole Miss has Georgia Tech coming to Oxford. That is more valuable than Southern Miss. Um, That's inarguable. That's inarguable. Wake Forest. They play Wake Forest the same year they play Southern Cal in the non-conference, if you can believe that. In 2025, you have Southern Cal coming to Oxford. Even Oregon State, Virginia Tech, Purdue, all of those games are more valuable. Even if Purdue doesn't travel as well as Southern Miss potentially would, there is more attention that's played on those kind of games. So they don't need help with attractive non-conference games. They, They can't afford to leave money on the table they clearly don't think that it would be enough to justify that decision. They clearly don't think so, or else they would do it. They're not in that financial position to do so otherwise. And I did see somebody say Ole Miss is afraid of good games. And like I just mentioned, they've got them. That's not what they're afraid of. They've got Georgia Tech and Wake Forest and Southern Cal and Oregon State and Virginia Tech and Purdue on the future schedule. To claim that they are afraid of good games is a little silly. And as I mentioned, they've got Tulane on the future schedule. Tulane beat the brakes off of Southern Miss last year. Beat the brakes off of them. And by the way, it's not exactly like Southern Miss is some better program than Charlotte. They've played four times from 2015 to 2018, and they're 2-2 two and two against each other. So, <laughs> I mean, what's the difference there? Not much of one as far as being afraid to play good games because they haven't been better than Charlotte recently. They didn't beat Tulane recently. South Alabama's an outlier as far as that goes, but they want to get into Mobile. They've been recruiting into Mobile, and that makes sense. So I've seen all of that, and again, like I said, I even saw somebody say that, well, there's no difference between playing in Hattiesburg and playing in... New Orleans, and that's just, uh, come on, come on. I can't even entertain that concept. Same person said that, is Charlotte really a recruiting hotbed? Well, yes, absolutely. And if you're going to win at a place like Ole Miss, same goes for Mississippi State. If you're going to win at places like that, you have to recruit elsewhere. Because although your state is probably the most underrated talent-producing state in the country, uh, you still have to compete with two schools, LSU's nearby, Alabama and and Auburn are right next door. Everybody wants to get the best players. So if you're going to recruit the state of Mississippi exclusively, you're screwed. 
You're done. So you have to find ends elsewhere. And Charlotte's a good place, kind of a melting pot, where you could potentially get in. I would, I would say all of this exact same stuff about Mississippi State. Georgia Tech doesn't need to play Georgia Southern. Virginia Tech doesn't need to play Old Dominion. North Carolina doesn't need to play Charlotte. They played Appalachian State and got beat last year. They don't need to schedule that game. Might be good for the state or whatever, but hey, look at what happened. There's nothing to gain. And everything to lose. Again, and this just gets lost on them. It's not a shot against Southern Miss. Geographically, if Southern Miss was in New Orleans and Tulane was in Hattiesburg, I would say don't play Tulane and play Southern Miss. It just You don't need to play games against FBS opponents on the road in your own state. I have yet to see a, an ar- a counter-argument that overcomes everything that I've laid out here. And if you've got one, I'd love to see it. Because keep the money in state is not a good enough one to, to do that. That's Again, that's why you play Jackson State and Alcorn in, in Valley. You keep that money in state. You don't help somebody that's your competition that taunted you with billboards not all that long ago. You, you don't do that. That doesn't make sense. So if they end up scheduling Southern Miss, that, that'd be great. I would enjoy that. I want to see that game be played because the storylines in the week leading up to it would be very easy. It would make my job easier to have that game on the schedule. I would enjoy it. I would go to the one in Hattiesburg. It would probably be a cool atmosphere. ton of Ole Miss fans, just like when Mississippi State played down there. whole lot of maroon. That's how you fill up that stadium. But I would love to see it. I really would. But everything I just said is reason why they don't. And that's okay. It's not a slight. It's not out of spite. It's just how it works. Or how it should work. That's why they're not doing it. And uh, I see nothing wrong with it. I understand passionate fans and Southern Miss fans are very passionate about this, this specific topic. But there's no reason, no real reason... For Ole Miss or Mississippi State to play Southern Miss. None. There's no reason for Auburn to play a home game at UAB. There's no reason for North Carolina to play a road game at Appalachian State. There's no reason for Georgia Tech to play a road game at Georgia Southern. There's no reason for Tennessee to play a road game at Memphis. If that, I think that might even be on the schedule. There's no reason for that game to happen. And finally, I'll say one more, or a couple more. Why not? There's no reason for Ohio State to play at Ohio University. There's no reason for Texas or Baylor or Texas Tech, because those are more applicable and comparable to Ole Miss, to play at North Texas. No reason for it. They don't need to do it. Same thing applies here. It's not a slight against Southern Miss. Good people. Really enjoy it. Would be a fun game. I'd watch. But Ole Miss not scheduling Southern Miss is perfectly fine. There's nothing at all wrong or immoral or whatever about that. Last thing for you, I teased it at the top. AL.com pulled the uh, 14 SIDs around the Southeastern Conference and got their preseason all-SEC offense. They're supposed to release the defense at some point today. I have not seen it yet, uh, so that'll be uh, available for Friday's show. I don't think, I mean, maybe Sam Williams... Sam Williams should be on it. He's poised to have a huge year 
and uh, more on them later on as the summer continues. Um, probably no Ole Miss mention uh, there. At least I don't expect to see one. Maybe I'll be surprised, but uh, I don't foresee that happening. Here's the offense. They released that yesterday. Wide receivers Jamar Chase and Devontae Smith from LSU and Alabama, respectively. That's fine. Tight end Kyle Pitts from Florida. I'll save you the offensive line because outside of Alex Leatherwood and Trey Smith, I mean, you know, their guess is as good as mine. I'm not an offensive line evaluator. Kyle Trask was the quarterback. I think that's a good choice. I think that's the right choice. What he did a year ago, especially in his two losses against Georgia and LSU, played well enough to win. He's a good quarterback, and he's really underrated going into this season. He's my first team All-SEC quarterback entering this year as well. Running backs, Najee Harris and uh, Kylan Hill. Nothing wrong with those two selections. And uh, a punter, Max Duffy from Kentucky. Here's where I have um, questions on the second team. So wide receivers, George Pickens from Georgia and uh, Jamon Osmond from Texas A&M, whatever. Um, I have a feeling Elijah Moore's numbers will be better than one of those two this season, but whatever. Um, He wasn't used well last year. Nobody on that offense was except for the running backs, and that's where I'm headed. Jalen Weidermeyer, a tight end from Texas A&M. Offensive line, Ben Brown made the offensive line. 6'5", 320, junior at Ole Miss is one of the five. He joins a guy from South Carolina, Tennessee, Alabama, and Georgia on that second team. Very well deserved. I think by the end of the season, you might see... uh, Oh, that's one of my son's toys playing. Do you hear that? (laughs) Whoever um, decided that, that... Random laughter should be incorporated in children's toys, should be locked up in prison. Ugh, it's creepy. Anyway, um, Ole Miss has a a particular left tackle uh, who Ohio State wanted that I think by the end of this season will also uh, work his way into lists like this. But I understand why he's not on it right now. uh, But good for Ben Brown. Here's where I have uh, questions. Kellen Mond was the quarterback. I wouldn't have picked Kellen Mond to be the quarterback, but whatever, moving on. Here are your running backs. Prakeem Boyd from Arkansas. He's a senior. He's a a good, solid SEC running back. And Chris Curry, the sophomore from LSU. Did any of you know who Chris Curry was before I, I just said his name to you? Did any of you know who he was? I mean, I didn't really. He had 38 rushing attempts last year at LSU. 3,889 yards total uh, as a significant backup at LSU. I mean, that's fine. Having him, and honestly, if we're really doing this right, having Rakeem Boyd over Jerry and Ely, kind of a hot take, but I expect Jerry and Ely is going to have a better season than Rakeem Boyd, and we don't know anything and haven't seen anything from Chris Curry. What tells you that Chris Curry or Rakeem Boyd, honestly, from watching the games, watching Arkansas, watching him, I know it was a bad football team, but Ole Miss sucked last year too, which one would you rather have on your team? Rakeem Boyd or Jerry and Ely? Chris Curry, who we know nothing about, or Jerry and Ely. Seven yards per carry last year for Ely on an offense that had no passing threat whatsoever. 
720 yards. Kind of served in a backup role to Scotty Phillips, even though he was battling an injury bug. That's shared time. 700-yard rusher again, 7 yards per carry. The balance, the skill set, the home run threat. I would take him over Raheem Boyd, and at least we've actually seen this kid run and play over the other one. And so, I guess it's easy for SIDs to just pick the next LSU running back, from. but from based on what you've seen, who's poised to have a better year out of Jerry and Ely and those two guys? My answer is Ely. Boyd's a good, solid running back. He doesn't have the complete skill set that Jerry and Ely does. He does have a much bigger body of work, and so maybe that's why he gets put ahead, and, and I won't argue that one too much. I, I won't. I won't argue it too terribly much. I still think Ely's the better back, and he'll prove it this year. But having him behind a guy that saw no meaningful action last year just because he's got LSU across his chest is just very typical college football, even though they're not really media, they're sports information directors, that's still just very typical college football. So, I think it's a snub there from Ely. And he'll prove it especially with a a better offense, experienced offensive line, more consistent play calling in a team that actually potentially will have some kind of a downfield threat. At least they'll try it, maybe. Um, And he won't have to share carries. So a little snub there. We'll talk about the defense uh, when it comes out. It should be out by now. I can't believe it's not uh, come Friday. But for now, I'm going to hang it up. Thank you so much, uh, again, for making this podcast a part of your day. Stop by and go see Greg at LB's. Tell him we sent you. Uh, just off of University Avenue across from Kroger, and uh, get your 4th of July meet ready for the weekend. So again, thank you so much. We'll talk defense on Friday. And Sam Williams, going into this season, because I expect he's going to get snubbed from this. Maybe he won't. But going into this season, I think Ole Miss might have uh, the most underrated pair of bookends in the SEC. Defensive line's a question, depth's a question, but when you're talking about defensive ends led by Sam Williams, I think Ole Miss might be really solid there. So we'll talk about that coming up on Friday. But for now, have a great rest of your day and week, and I will talk to you again on Friday. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.